2: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ron and Diesel and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Can I get an Amen? Wonderful to have you guys with us. Hope you have an outstanding weekend. Little programming note for you. I've got a network show, CBS Sports Radio coming your way tomorrow from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. And uh, I look forward to uh, having you guys with us for that. Look, Looking forward to having you guys with us for that. Uh, some of it will be heard right here on the Fan Upstate uh, up until 6.30 p.m. You can hear me here on the Fan Upstate on CBS Sports Radio And then we will make way on the fan upstate for Furman. I'm sorry, for Chattanooga against Furman. That is tomorrow. Uh, That is tomorrow. So Sunday, we will have Carolina against Tampa Bay on our sister station, WROQ. Odyssey Greenville is an affiliate of the Carolina Panthers. And uh, Buffalo and Miami will be our evening game for the number two seed in the AFC. It's surprising that Buffalo was to work, was able to work their way up this much, you know, after after, you know, struggling to be in the playoff picture for much of the year. Now they're actually in a position of playing for a number two seed. They're favored, two and a half points over Miami in Miami, but it's at Miami. It's at Miami. So that is very interesting stuff indeed. All right. Diesel and I do this little ditty. We call it. Wise Guys Wisdom in Wise Guys Wisdom. We pick the six biggest games of the week. Diesel and I will do so right now. Wise Guys Wisdom commences. Here we go, Diesel. Michigan against Washington for the national championship. I know you, Diesel. You're going to be rooting for Washington. You're certainly not rooting for Michigan.
3: But do I have you... fond memories of Michigan? <laughs> I know you do. Fifty percent of my memories with Michigan are fond.
2: Yeah. You you remember? I'd, I'd be surprised if you remember more of a quarter of that game.
3: <laughs> certainly not afterwards. You know, the second time I went up there, I tried to get into the basketball stadium just to see it. I was like, I'll never be back be here again on this campus. Can I go in? And security wouldn't let me in. Why? I was like, it's right there. The doors were open.
2: Why? Oh, and, wow. But they
3: were they were allowing people to use the concourse, but they weren't letting letting anybody into the actual arena. Weird, lame. Man. So, what do you who do you got? I got Michigan winning this game. I think Michigan is is better, top to bottom. Uh, I think they're better on defense. I, I think JJ McCarthy is he's certainly not a Michael Penix level quarterback. Penix is a better quarterback, hands down. But I don't think he's that tremendously better that Penix can take over and win the national championship game essentially on his own. Uh, I, I think there's too much talent on the Michigan roster. I think the defense is too good. I think Michigan wins this game in a relatively tight one. I could see it being about a 27 to 14, 27, 17 type game.
2: Yeah, my score, 31-20, very close to yours. If you've got Penix Jr., Michael Penix Jr. with big Penix energy uh, as an A-plus and you have J.J. McCarthy as a B, I agree with you. The rest of the roster, you know, th- that can't make up for the discrepancy on the rest of the roster. Michigan is the best team at the lines of scrimmage in the entirety of college football. Uh, if Washington's going to win, they got to get fir- put a first-digit three, 30 points. Can they do it? We will see. I'm going to say no. Uh, 31-20, Michigan Wolverines. Over to the NFL. Houston at Indianapolis. Diesel, gosh, this hurts as a Carolina Panther fan, doesn't (laughs) it? Uh, C.J. Stroud playing for a playoff berth. Winner is in the playoff. Um, And winner wins the AFC South if Jacksonville loses at Tennessee. Houston at Indianapolis. Indianapolis, how about Shane Steichen? The Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, first year, doesn't have Anthony Richardson, their high draft pick. He's been doing this with the mustache, Gardner Minshew, all year. Yeah. Um, there is going to be a 10-7 team, either Indy or
3: Houston. Houston or Indy, who do you got? I got Houston in this one. I want Dave Tepper to have to watch the head coach he could have had and the quarterback he could have had make the playoffs in their first year together. Any way you could possibly embarrass Dave Tepper anymore, that's what I want. Give me Houston. Uh, I want Houston to win. I think it's going to be Indianapolis,
2: though. It's on the road at Indianapolis. I think C.J. Stroud is due for a couple of interceptions in a game like this. The line, believe it or not, is Houston minus a point and a half. A very, very slight favorite are the Houston Texans. The Football Power Index says 51.6% chance Indianapolis wins the game. Jacksonville at Tennessee, Diesel. A win for the Jags. They are your AFC South Division champions. Here's the problem. The Jaguars have lost four of their last five games. Trevor Lawrence, we think he's probably going to play, but he's 100% not going to be 100% in this game. Jacksonville on the road at Tennessee. The line is Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville favored by four. Tennessee has a thirty-point-one percent
3: chance to win. Jacksonville's a favorite. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think Jacksonville without Trevor Lawrence is still good enough to beat. You know, five-win Titans team. The Titans are not great. Um, they were able to beat Carolina without without ja- without Trevor Lawrence. So I think the Jags. I think they've maybe figured something out. They've righted the ship. Even if Trevor Lawrence goes down or chooses to come out of the game at some point, I think they're going to be okay. I think Jacksonville wins. While well, I'm going through this spiel, Diesel, could you find me the cheapest
2: ticket available to Carolina and uh, Tampa Bay? I'm interested. Is it is it a higher price because it's the last game of the year? Tampa Bay, Division NFC South on the line, favored by just four and a half points. At Carolina, 2-14. and 14. A win, as we said, the Buccaneers get win the NFC South, go to the postseason, and they are listed as having a 71.9% chance of winning at Carolina. $17. That is so bad. 17 Guys, bucks. There are movie tickets, probably IMAX or 3D Diesel, but there yeah. are movie tickets that cost more than an NFL football game. It's not raining tomorrow. I mean
3: it's it's just it's that's the team and and some of these aren't even bad tickets you know like you would expect 17 bucks to be high in the upper deck in the end zone right well you can get this looks like 30 yard line upper deck 30 yard line for 25 dollars oh my god
2: diesel You know, who you really feel bad for is the suckers who are selling those tickets because what did they pay for them originally?
3: Right. Well, at least you're getting something back for it. They're trying
2: to get anything back for it that they possibly can. Gosh, that is so sad. Don't make that same mistake again. Give me Tampa Bay Diesel. Look, look, the the Panthers do not have a 28.1% chance to win this game. The Panthers don't have a 2.8% chance to win this game. Buck's big.
3: Yeah, I got the Bucs winning this one. And again, it's another opportunity to embarrass Dave Tepper, the quarterback that uh, he he brought in, that he then let go, could be on another team celebrating a division championship on your field. Give me Tampa Bay. Give me Baker Mayfield. planning planting a flag. Baker, could you do that for me? I know you're a big fan of the show. I know you're listening. Baker Mayfield, could you go back to your OU days? Could you have a Buccaneers flag ready to go? And plan it at the 50-yard line at Bank of America Stadium. Please do that. Please rub David Tepper's nose in it. You know, it turns out that Baker Mayfield
2: wasn't the problem. <laughs> that maybe, just maybe, you keep Baker Mayfield, you keep DJ Moore, you have your first-round pick this year, maybe things aren't that half, half bad. Remember, I am the host who told you that was an awful trade to move up to number one in a draft without a clear-cut top guy. Tampa Bay big. Chicago at Green Bay is up next, Diesel. Now, don't look now, but Chicago, you know, too little, too late, admittedly. Their record is 7-9 and nine now at the end of the season, which is not god-awful. Chicago yeah. has won two games in a row. They have won four of the last five games that they've played. The Packers are 8-8, eight and eight, but a win for Green Bay gets them into the playoffs. Rivalry game. Chicago's not going to give them an inch. Green Bay Packers favored by just three at Lambeau Field, listed as a
3: 57.3% chance to win. Yeah, got I've got Green Bay in this one. And, I mean, shout out to the Chicago Bears. Just put on a masterclass of how to fleece a team for draft picks and then turn things around. And damn near make the playoffs. If you do that, you've got the number you're making the playoffs this year. You've got the number one overall pick next year. You'll have probably another top 15 pick to go with it. I mean, the Bears have just deepanced the Carolina Panthers in the draft. And oh yeah, if they have the number one overall pick, there's a good chance they go quarterback, which means they may be interested in offloading Justin Fields. And who else in the top 10 needs a quarterback? Could they be crazy enough to maybe uh, ship him off to the Patriots, who are awful? They could get back into the top five by moving Justin Fields to a team that really needs a quarterback. Can they trade him to the
2: Carolina Panthers because that's who was supposed to get him to begin with? Oh, my God. By the way, Diesel, there is a poll up online. Worst owner in Charlotte sports history is it Michael Jordan or Dave Tepper? Who do you think's winning that? Oh, Dave Tepper's winning that. Eighty-three (laughs) percent, and Jordan is awful, awful. Uh, Yeah, Green Bay at home, Lambeau Field is the difference. I I don't think it's particularly close. And finally, Diesel, who to thunk it? The Bills left for dead earlier this year. They were four and five. They've since won six out of seven. They're ten and six. They're on the road at Miami. Miami got depanced at Baltimore 56 to, what was it, 19 a week ago. Buffalo on the road. Current form is favored by two and a half points, but the division title is on the line. The ESPN Football Power Index says Buffalo 54.3% at
3: Miami. What do you see? Uh, this one's kind of a toss-up for me. I really like Miami this year. I like Mike McDaniel as a coach. Uh, I like that he's a quirky, weird guy. Uh, I think we need more of that in sports. I think Miami with Tua, I think they edge this one out and win it. And that's really just kind of a coin flip in my mind because uh, I think both of these are really good football teams. And so just give me the home team by, by a small margin. You want to know what a, di- what a difference
2: this game makes? The two-seed is going to play, so Miami or Buffalo will host either Indianapolis or Houston. The loser of this game will play at Kansas City. Oh, How's that for a difference? Oh, That's okay. not going to be fun. You go from hosting the Colts or the Texans to on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. Good luck. Buffalo gets it done on the road. Current form wins. That is Wise Guys Wisdom for... A Friday edition of the show. How about some sound on this game? Houston and Indianapolis. C.J. Stroud says it's a game. You try to not make one game the whole enchilada.
0: Yeah, you gotta just gotta keep it. It is what it is. Like uh, you don't want to make it too high. You don't want to make it too low. It's just a regular game. Since told so my teammates earlier, like same game we've been playing since we've been young. You know, so nothing changes. Um, gotta just prepare hard and do everything that we need to do to um, try to win this game. And uh, I think that'll take us home, but trying to make it too big, that'll like psych you out and make you nervous and stuff. So I, I just believe in staying even kill
2: Sounds that way. Sounds that way. C.J. Stroud, everything's on the line. D'Amico Ryans. Gosh, it is so painful when you watch a franchise doing things right. I was there, Diesel, when they weren't doing things right. When Bill O'Brien was the head coach, pissing everybody off. Deshaun Watson doing what Deshaun Watson was doing there. I was there for that. Now, new regime, new era. The most right call the entire offseason was D'Amico Ryans getting that job. D'Amico's excited.
3: We're really excited about our opportunity all right, and what this game means for us all right, to uh, earn a spot into the playoffs. So we're excited about that opportunity. And, you know, Whether it's prime time or not, it doesn't matter to us. We just want to go out and play good football play our brand of football, execute, and just play clean.
2: How about Aaron Rodgers? I'm so sick of him. He's got an opinion. Of course he does, right? What is the saying, Diesel, that we can't say on the air? Opinions are like... uh, Buttholes. uh, That's right. Everyone's got one. Uh, He says, look, Detroit got jobbed against Dallas a week ago. Two-point conversion. Reporting as eligible. Did they or did they not? Aaron Rodgers says, hold them accountable.
3: I was part of the Phil Mary, D- DB, mm-hmm. when the when the NFL got too cheap to pay their referees what they're due, <laughs> and uh, hired a bunch of people that didn't didn't deserve to be on a high school field. They couldn't even ref my JC games. First out. Um, respect to the NorCal junior colleges because that's a high high level of football. We wouldn't want those referees uh, refing our games. But, Not as good as uh, Indy and Kansas, but mm, back in two thousand two. Mm. I don't know what it is now, but in 2002, then, then California, especially Northern California had the best football. Yeah, I don't care, Aaron. I don't care about your reminiscing about your Northern California no. Juco football days.
2: No, neither do I. How about Joel Klatt? How has Kalen DeBoer, Jim Harbaugh, what do
0: you attribute their success to? Great coaching staffs on both of these teams. Kalen DeBoer has been excellent everywhere he's been. He is now, I think, 104-11 and 11 wow. as a head coach, which is a ridiculously good record. I mean, obviously. Harbaugh is won everywhere he's been, whether it's San Diego or Stanford or San Francisco and now Michigan. The guy is an elite football coach, period. I don't care what you think about him personally. Jim Harbaugh is an elite football coach, and he has now brought Michigan back to the place where they dreamed of being ever since 1997, which is in the preeminent game in college football, the national championship game. What was that stat that he gave for
3: Kalen DeBoer's record? 114 and 11. 114 and 11. Now we post that audio on on Tuesday, us breaking down his success. And we said, what's your excuse, Shane Beamer and Billy Napier? And people in the comments section say, this is why I can't take any of you Gamecock fans seriously. Well, he's not doing it in the SEC, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, come on. Dude, this guy is so damn elite – your program couldn't even sniff hiring a guy like him. You don't want to know what would happen if Washington played South Carolina. Yeah. You don't want to know. That's what
2: he's done in two years versus what your coach hasn't done in three.
3: He, Kalen DeBoer is the pretty girl that South Carolina would never have a shot to ask out. Now hes now they did have a
2: shot. Now they don't. Now they don't. He's gone from geek to chic. And finally, Joel Klatt compares Michigan's defense to what vicious
0: animal? Penix excels with accuracy, pitch selection, and leverage. So Michigan's going to have to make him uncomfortable and in particular, push the pocket right back into his lap. I think that is the most important piece of Michigan's defensive game plan. Can the tackles do that? Now, it just so happens that's exactly how they're built. What are the terms that Michigan's going to want to play? Well, a limited possession game. This is a team that's going to want to, roll out the full boa constrictor and a hundred percent. I am taking credit for the boa constrictor analogy. Cause you heard it here on this show first way back in like late September, maybe even sooner than that. This team is the boa constrictor of college football and they are patient. They wait for their opportunity and then they just squeeze the life out of their opponent.
2: And how about one more Rory McElroy. don't expect Rory to ever get on the live golf train.
0: I've basically went through the last two years with this like altruistic approach of, I've sort of looked at the world in the way I've wanted to see it. I've accepted reality basically, like this is what's gonna happen. And you can say what you want and do what you want, but at the end of the day, you're not gonna be able to change people's minds. You're never gonna be able to make them to yeah. make a decision based on what you say. So I don't feel like I've lost a fight, but I've just accepted the fact that this is part of our sport now. Diesel,
2: I don't know if I'm un-American for saying this, but this guy and his take on this has made him my favorite golfer. I feel like I'm supposed to like an American the best. That's my favorite golfer. I do like Rory. I love what he stands for. I love what he's about. Good on you, Rory McIlroy. Love you, buddy. All right, we've got Brent Beard. You're going to hear Brent Beard coming your way next. How does Washington pull the upset? Here on Offsides, we are the fan upstate.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Man, content creators are getting out of control. Like, I, I love the ingenuity. I love the expense that they're going through to create content for the rest of us to laugh at. But this is getting... It's getting wild, man. This TikToker is known as Tunnel Girl. She's been building a huge tunnel system under her home in Washington, D.C. for quite a while. And her project got shut down because she doesn't have a permit. Listen to Tunnel Girl talk about her project.
2: It's just been over a year since I started building my underground tunnel system. In August of 22, I cut an opening off the side of the sub-basement and started to carve into the solid rock. Fabricated an elevator to lift material. 1,000 pounds at a time. As the entrance tunnel stretched longer and deeper, I bought an electric yard cart and converted it into a mine cart. I used hundreds of concrete blocks and... Yards of hand-mixed concrete for the 30-foot entrance tunnel. Set up a blower and air duct for ventilation. There is still a lot of work left to do, but I am having a blast and enjoying sharing this project with
3: you. Remember we talked earlier about people with compulsive projects and compulsions oh, yeah. when it comes to their sports fandom? Oh yeah. This lady is compulsively building a tunnel system under her home. Oh, Diesel, <laughs> this is crazy. It's okay. incredibly dangerous, too. No, it is.
2: And, uh, you know, here's the other thing. Uh, and this spawns a bigger discussion. But it's like, do you know that billionaires, people like Dave Tepper, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg is building a bunker in Hawaii. Yeah. Now, now, think about this for a minute.
3: But Mark Zuckerberg can pay engineers to build him correct, a bunker.
2: Correct, correct. But, but he's, This is just some lady. He is building a hideout. From a, to to escape from a world that he helped create, Diesel. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a minute. <laughs> Th- think about all these super rich and wealthy millionaires. They have created the world that they are now trying to avoid, and they're leaving the rest of us with it. <laughs> what is it? Maybe
3: they built it this way on purpose. Yeah.
2: I, who knows? Mm. Who knows,
3: man? That is that is uh, just <laughs> brutal. I would not go down in this lady's tunnel system. No, because I think it would collapse on my head. Yeah, no, no. Like, I don't like good. riding rides that I know have been inspected because I think today is the day the bolt's gonna wiggle loose and the ride's gonna fall apart while I'm on it. That's Which, why the, I don't like riding. There was rides. a
2: park that you showed me that had a crack on the side. There was yeah. a ride like I don't know what it was. It like was like Six that.
3: Flags, I think.
2: Yeah, Six Flags. It was like it was terrifying. It was swaying. The, the roller coaster yeah. was swaying as it went by just just absolute madness yeah. man
3: and the, and again those parks have engineers building these things this is just some lady making content for tiktok no way in hell am i going down in her tunnel system no nope, no nope. like approved by who right
2: approved by whom you should you look be-
3: up a video um uh, there's there's tons of there's tons of stuff out there about this guy uh he was he lived in the 1990s so he grew up you know he got reached the age of about 18 to 19 in the 1990s they call him the atomic boy scout this guy built a nuclear reactor in his backyard shed. And I'm going to be uh I'm, I'm going to let you guess how well it turned out for him. Uh, he's the unibobber? No. <laughs> uh it turned out with him having horrible boils on his skin, oh. being exposed to tremendous amounts oh. of nuclear radiation all because he was obsessive and he was able to get a hold of stuff. This was the 90s, you know, he was able to just call up Agencies and they would just send him stuff without questioning who he was. What do you
2: say? We wrap up the whole show in a minute. The entire show of offsides in a minute today. Beamer versus Dabo through year three. Uh, Dabo was 19 and 15. Beamer is 20 and 18. Beamer has a better winning percentage. Uh, I'm sorry. Dabo has a better winning percentage 559 to 526. Beamer will have to go 11 and 2. Next season to match what Dabo did through year four, because year four was when Dabo popped. In what ways are you crazy when it comes to sports? Diesel has a thing where he won't wear the opponent's color underwear. <laughs> crazy, right? I will not turn I will only turn left because turning right is unlucky. How does Washington pull the upset over Michigan? Pray and put up 30 plus points. And have Jalen Kelly and Roma Dunze and Michael Penix Jr. go nuts. We'll see you Monday right here on Offsides. Mark and Diesel, we are the Fan upstate.
1: T-Mobile has
0: invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.